Hello, welcome to this podcast, Dentist Profit Playbook. I'm Dr. Harry Singh, helping you grow your facial aesthetics business. So continuing from the last episode, I'm going to talk about the perfect patient journey part two, which will um, look and drill in detail the consultation process there. And with the consultation process, there are five steps that we want to um, talk about. So let's start off with step one, which is rapport building. So let's have a look at the definition of rapport. So rapport is a close and harmonious relationship in which the in which the people or groups concerned are in sync with each other, understand each other's feelings or ideas and communicate smoothly. You need to master the skill of active listening. So the first 10, 15 minutes of my consultation, I'm letting the patient talk. 80% of it is the patient talking, 20% of me is asking questions, but we need to know active listening. So active listening is you actually do listen to the patient and your question is relevant, specific for what they've been saying. Don't be thinking of questions or what you're going to say next whilst the patient is talking. So that's step one is rapport building. Step number two is values. What does the patient value and does it match yours? Patients will buy what they value and this is an essential piece of information found out during the consultation. So how do we find out their values? We ask questions. So let's have a look at the specific questions you need to ask. The first one is, what are you hoping to achieve? Is this reasonable and can you deliver the results that they want? Are they motivated by pain or pleasure? Pain is trying to get away from something and pleasure is going towards something. Normally, pain is a strong motivator of action and pleasure. And I explain it as pain is the catalyst of action and pleasure is the continuation of action. So what are they hoping to achieve? Is it reasonable and can you deliver the results that they want? So a patient will have two needs, implied needs, which is a clear indication although problems or difficulties with the current situation, or an explicit need, which is a clear indication from patient what they want or desire. So implied need is current situation, explicit need is an indication from the patient what they want. So we all, as humans, we all have six basic needs, which are divided into personal needs, certainty, and sometimes uncertainty, we want variety, significance, connection and love, and then spiritual needs, growth and contribution. So we want to know what needs they have and can we fulfill those needs with our treatments. So second question we want to know is what are their expectations? So we know what they're hoping to achieve. What are their expectations? Are they realistic regarding the results that they want? Next question we'd ask is what is your time scale? When do they want the results by? Next question is, any reason why did you choose to address your concerns right now? Have they got a major function happening, wedding anniversary, birthday party coming up maybe soon? I don't want to treat too soon to a major event as the results may not be optimal and they could have potential side effects such as swelling and bruising. Next question, do they have a budget in mind? If so, can we deliver the results that they want within it? They may want a full facial transformation but they may only have a couple of hundred pounds. 
And the final question I always ask, if they've had the treatment done previously from another practitioner, why have they changed? There's two reasons for this. I want to know who they've seen, because first reason is, if it's someone that I respect that delivers outstanding results, then alarm bells will start ringing, because if they're not happy with them, then they will have the same problem with me, because I cannot do a better job than that clinician. Second, if I don't want to repeat, it's the reason why they moved away from that clinician. If I don't want to repeat the same mistakes a previous practitioner made, such as were they rushed? Was it painful? Were the costs not explained? No review appointment offered there. So values base is really important. A majority of my consultation is this part. What are they hoping to achieve? What are their expectations, their time frame, their budget? If they had it done before, why did they leave, etc.? Because now I know what their values are, then I need to match to those values. If I cannot match for this time frame, budget, um, expectations, we are obviously not going to treat because then you will save yourself a lot of heartache. So this is where it comes on to step number three. Here the benefits with the values. So we are not selling features, but the benefits of the service we offer. But this has to match the patient's values in step two. So let's say you have a patient who has a very rigid time frame of one week and they are inquiring about anti-wrinkle injections. After a careful assessment, you agree that they will benefit from anti-wrinkle injections. The benefit of the treatment are numerous, but since it doesn't meet the criteria of the rigid time frame that is valued by the patient, i.e. within one week, they will not buy from you and we will not sell to them. We're going to have to explain that we cannot deliver the results in their time frame. What do they want to do? We're not going to obviously go ahead with treatment. They need to adjust their time frame or not go ahead with the treatment. Step number four is objections. So the best way to find out about objections is to ask the patients. I know a lot of clinicians are scared. Um, we don't want to ask objections just in case they don't go ahead with treatment. I've got the opposite view. The more objections a patient asks me, the more interested they are in the treatment because if they had no objections, they've decided already they don't want the treatment. The fact that they're asking you certain questions means they want to go ahead with the treatment. They just want a couple of things cleared up. So the best way to find, as we've said, is to ask them. Don't obviously directly ask them because patients don't open up immediately in my experience. So I would ask them, many patients have certain concerns or worries such as the side effects of the treatment. Please let me know what is on your mind. You want to ask them open questions, not closed questions where they can only answer yes or no. And prompt them are relating to previous patient concerns because one, they can relate to that and two, they're going to be thinking, actually, I'm not the only one that is thinking about this. It's very rare that patient will have any concerns. And if they don't have any concerns, that's going to be alarm bells ringing again because I would explore further their reasons for treatment and what the expectations are. Don't forget, either you're selling to someone or they're selling to you. As I mentioned, objections are a good thing because it shows that the patient is interested in your recommendations. So change your thinking. Our objection is not the problem. It gives you an opportunity and information to make the sale. So I actually use objection equals opportunity. And where people go wrong, they get confused with the definition of objection versus rejection. Objections where they disagree or have doubts, what's on offer, whereas a rejection is a flat no. 
Generally speaking, the objections of the patient will come back with four into three categories, money, time, credibility. Money, for example, is expensive. It's more than I expected. The first thing I would do is re-emphasize the value they're offering. Then you can consider any guarantees or risk reversal you may offer, but obviously be careful for medical legal reasons. I remind the patient that no one can give them the best quality, top service and lowest price. Out of these three, which, are, which one are you prepared to do without? Turn it back onto them. So I'm gonna say that again. Remind the patient that no one can give, give them the best quality, top service and lowest price. Out of these three, which are you prepared to do without? Second type of objection, time. They can't commit to the time required to complete the treatment. Then I would remind them of their initial concerns and ask them concerns and ask them what would they what would it cost them by not going ahead with a treatment? Offer calling off periods if they're unsure. Rebook in a couple of weeks, give them some breathing space. And then the third type of objection is credibility. They don't believe you or are confident in you delivering the results that they want. So I would showcase some case studies, testimonials, also the opportunity to speak to past patients that have undertaken the same treatment they are considering. And then the final step is close. Many Christian clinicians don't ask for the cell. Why? Maybe because of fear of rejection. What's the worst a patient's gonna say? No, if you never ask, the answer is always no. So obviously don't be too pushy, but simple statements such as, would that work for you? Or does that make sense to you? Be confident. Shall we go ahead and take care of this? So following this five-step logical process, you will convert many more patients there. So second part of the patient journey, the consultation process, member, step one, rapport building. Step two, values, what are the patient's values? Step three, pair the benefits with the values. Step four, objections, objections equals opportunity. Step five, the close, ask for the sell. Thank you for listening to this episode and I look forward to speaking to you in my next episode.